What's up, everyone? I'm Andrew Steinwald, and this is Zima Red. On this show, we speak with the users, founders, and creatives that are diving into the world of unique digital assets, also called non-fungible tokens. My guest today is Nadia from snark.art. Snark.art is part technology studio and part art gallery. They work with artists of all types and act as a bridge into the digital realm. With an amazing team stacked with people from the art and tech world, snark.art is positioned to be an important player. Nadia has an incredible perspective on the art world as she's been immersed into the industry throughout most of her career. We discuss everything from what the purpose of art is, what makes art valuable, and what even is art. If you love art and NFTs, then this is one you do not want to miss. Please enjoy my conversation with Nadia. Before diving into today's episode, I want to briefly talk about our sponsor, Whale Street. Whale Street is a decentralized token swap protocol. They can make huge currency swaps happen, or whale swaps as they're called with very small slippage costs and without crashing the system. They also engineered the largest ever NFT bundle and fractionalized it into the historic V20 tokens. If you want to swap, farm, or find out more, check out whalestreet.xyz. Now let's jump back into the episode. Nadia, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to chat with you. And to get us started, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background. Uh, first of all, Andrew, thank you so much for having me um, and invited Snark. Dart Art uh, at your wonderful podcast. Um, I became a fan of your podcasts uh, and learn a lot about crypto art with with you. Thank you so much. So uh, speaking about my background, I was born and grew up in Siberia, Russia. That sound maybe for many people as like I'm from a virtual world because of its mystery and uh, some stereotypes about uh, Siberia. Um, I came from a journalism and um, PR background and since I crossed an ocean 11 years ago um, I act as an art producer. Uh, for seven years I uh, was involved and manage, uh, managing a collateral event project of the Venice Biennial uh, that called glass dress and that involved artists uh, that never used glass before as a medium. Uh, so uh, now I'm doing this with crypto art and digital. Um, so I came back to Chica in Chicago three years ago, uh, did some big project uh, here in Chicago uh, with um, Ilyana Emilia Kabakov, um, the project that involves involved 1000 kids uh, it's called a ship of tolerance uh, and uh, two years ago I joined snark.art and I'm so I was so excited to explore a world of blockchain and uh, digital art and since then this is what I'm doing that's amazing okay so you mentioned that you were dealing with glass art so is that like people um, is it called like uh, glass blowing, where you're melting the glass and kind of making sculptures with this like sticky uh, heated glass, or, or what is that like? Uh, so Murano in Venice is very famous for for the glass technique. Like the tradition goes back like 1,000 years ago, back, and uh, so the project was about uh, to involve artists, contemporary artists that never used glass before as a as a medium because glass was um, underestimated as a material for conceptual art um, and uh, so that project was involved uh, the, the, the project involved artists uh, that could overcome the beauty of glass and uh, but use it for the conceptual purpose so I see very similar move actually when I have started to work with uh, Snark.art uh, and we started to um, in, introduce blockchain as a new tool or medium for the artists. It's very much similar what I have done uh, in Venice with Glass because uh, digital and blockchain and crypto art is possibly like now um, underestimated in traditional um, traditional art market so but the conceptual artists and contemporary artists they are able to see a new potential in that this new mediums and new 
um, tools and opportunities and use it, um, adapt it to the concept and came up, come up with something outstanding and new. Yeah, that's really cool. It's kind of like uh, you were you were helping artists, you know, create on this new medium of glass. And now you're kind of with Snark, who exactly. are helping artists create this new medium with blockchain. So exactly. That, that, that's really sweet. Exactly. And so, so what was your initial attraction to crypto? And did you initially see it as, okay, wow, there's, you know, there's this really cool new medium for art? Or was it more of like, okay, there's this cool, you know, money use case, but oh, look, you can also use it for creating art and other things. Like, what was your initial attraction to crypto? As I came from a traditional background, from a traditional art background, of course, I was not driven by monetary purpose um, of crypto art, but it's new opportunities and um, um, new opportunities and uh, um, just multi facets of this aspect. Uh, I believe that in a way, we all people that involved now in crypto, we are a certain um, like immigrants in a way, uh, we share the same blood uh, and the same gene, a gene of explorer that I would say um, since the human uh, race was uh, started, they were always people that came out of the cave and went, went over the hill to open the new land. And they were risky enough, they were adventurous enough, they were in, enough curious, they were driven by curiosity. And uh, so that's very exciting uh, about, this is how I look at crypto art field as a community of people uh, of the same blood and brotherhood. I love that. I think that that's super, super cool how you kind of bring up the analogy of, you know, since forever, humans have always wanted to explore new frontiers and, and driven, you know, driven by their own curiosity, they want to learn about new things. And so you're absolutely correct that while we're not going into some physical new area, we are going to some, you know, new virtual environment, a new virtual realm. So I, I, I love that analogy. I think that that's really, really exciting. So I would love to hear what your personal views are on cryptocurrencies. So, you know, if you if you have any thoughts uh, about Bitcoin or Ethereum and stuff like that. I just love to hear what you, what you think about them. Bitcoin is, uh, to me, is a sort of gateway drug, like because everyone everyone knows what it is, and as well um, as um, I heard about that many years ago since uh, it came up, but I that time I didn't think I didn't think about. To deal with that or even like to invest in in bitcoin but uh it gives um it gives kind of a new perspective on what's going on in in our society um but is this is very interesting currency of course but there are other currencies that um now when i started to study it look very interesting to me um, that uh, allows to get a smart contract like Ethereum, Neo Protocol, Algorand, and Polkadot. So that's uh, like more like a global computer than just as a crypto currency. Um, so it's it's very it's very interesting. I I think Bitcoin uh, attracts many people for its monetary. Uh, purpose and maybe speculative thoughts, but then it gives people a possibility to invest and explore this uh, crypto field uh, fully and become like, almost uh, professional traders. It's great. Awesome. And I'd love to also hear what your views are on NFTs and also how, how did you first learn about NFTs? Uh, with NFTs, I first learned with snark.art when I uh, have started to, I, I joined the team of snark.art and uh, uh, learned about this amazing project uh, that uh, guys, uh, the founders of snark.art, Andrea Lohin and uh, Misha Liebman, 
created uh, three years ago, uh, 89 seconds um, at Alcazar, um, 89 seconds uh, atomized. Um, so that was my first uh, touch to NFTs. And of course, uh, since we have started to work with NFTs, uh, I see how NFTs can change the art market, possibly the whole media uh, that we we have. Uh, that something like we all move to towards metaverse, and of course, the technology and uh, the standards that allows to operate with digital items gives so many opportunities now that it's amazing that before it was impossible to own something in digital space. Uh, but now you could, uh, you could have an ownership, you have also uh, be ensure that it's, uh, it's legit and you could um, discover more in, as a current uh, uh, NFTs. Of course, it's um, interactive programming and shareable potential of NFTs. I think they're still in its development. We, it's, it's just we are still uh, scratching on the surface of um, uh, the like full potential of NFTs. I totally agree with that. I think that when you look at NFTs and what it means specifically for the for the art world. It's like we are on the cusp of programmable artwork and, and you know, it's going to be not just imagery, but it can be maybe video and, and uh, moving images and, and uh, like, like GIFs and also, um, you know, things that change over time, uh, you know, with, with certain parameters inputted uh, into that kind of like async art. And um, yeah, it's really expanding like what art can become. And it's really, really exciting. And I think in our in hands of artists. Uh, there are we, we couldn't even imagine what could happen because uh, artists gives a new perspective on everything when they have they touch, and in addition, NFTs of course provides an extra opportunity for the art market to become more transparent, because uh, the art market was one of those who like was criticized mainly for its like being shady and not transparent, and you don't know how the prices come up. You don't know how they are, um, like, why why the museums prefer one artist or another artist, but like about the provenance and ownership. But uh, NFTs gives a lot of possibilities and uh, to to this market become a better market uh, that could um, benefit all could benefit from like artists and collectors. So could you tell me what is snark art? Uh, this is my exciting part because I love snark that art um, is like all my full senses uh, because um, it has everything what I like in my life as there is a challenge there is a excitement and explore open-minded things and new technologies, new innovative things and artists that I very like to work with. So uh, Snark.art has started as a digital lab that uh, helped art artists to experiment with blockchain. And um, since pandemic, we have started to build a platform where artists can do many things by themselves. And um, of course, it provides also collectors curated artworks. Uh, we were experimenting with blockchain and learned from, from artists what they really need, how they can use the blockchain in, in benefit uh, of their concept and develop the artworks. And through pandemic, we developed the platforms that started to help uh, artists uh, kind of overcome this challenging time. Uh, we uh, involved some physical artists, uh, not NFTs, and uh, lately we moved to uh, digital and crypto, bridging the gap between uh, traditional art market and digital art market. So because we kind of have this, those like two legs, 
that uh, we stay firmly on the ground and we would like to involve and help um, as well as traditional artists to explore crypto art market and as well as crypto artists that maybe don't have now recognition on the traditional art market also have uh, a possibility to kind of diversify their practice. That's super cool. Okay, so did snark.art, did it start with physical, you know, traditional artwork and then slowly evolve into the NFT slash crypto art space? Or from the get-go, was it more focused on having this mixture of traditional art and crypto art? So the snark.art has started with interactive art projects. Uh, three years ago, one of the first projects uh, uh, was the 89 Seconds Atomized uh, by Eve Sussman. Uh, it's a, an iconic artwork uh, because Eve Sussman, she had uh, 10, 10 copies, 10 edition of 10 plus two artist proof and most of those artworks were acquired by the museums like MoMA and Whitney Museum and other collections and including some private collections and when uh, one um, artwork uh, was remaining in her hands um, she she saw that how she could uh, give more visibility to her artwork because when you are acquired by the museum it's it's very honorable of course part but uh, you are not um, shown and have access to the public all the time. So that in that in that case we helped uh, we helped Eve to came up with a, with an idea to uh, split to split this artwork in 2,300 uh, atoms we call that and provide commune ownership. So every collector who bought uh, one token. Uh, could not only have a one token uh, of the uh, iconic artwork, but also have a 24 hour success to the whole video, uh, to the whole screening of 10 minutes video. And um, uh, 89 seconds atomized is an iconic work, not only because uh, it, how it was done by Yves Sussman, but it's also a kind of reconstruction of the most mysterious painting of the art history of um, Diego Velasquez and that legendary painting Las Meninas because there are many questions how how was it made what is the point of view who is the main hero there what what's going on so it's it's like it's a it's a mystery and uh, we started with that artwork as uh, it's very remarkable because blockchain is a mystery as well and providing this commune ownership and possibility uh, for for the um, collectors to um, to be to own this artwork together that was very interesting project and for for now of course we have we have sold uh, 1500 tokens uh, there are still some tokens remaining in the possession of the artist and um, I'm very happy that I bought one of the last uh, available tokens and I own this too so it started snark that started with interactive and with nfts actually with uh, blockchain projects then there, there was a project with walkmark clean um, um, that involved um, sound drawings uh, and we know that now uh, sound NFTs uh, become kind of very popular so it was very revolutionary many revolutionary things um, in the beginning and um, some other projects that involved uh, AI um, technology and um, like mysterious artists um, and so our main source, uh, our main source, and um, our core was interactive uh, project, was interactive technology and the digital technology. So, but then we, of course, working with artists that are 
dealing with physical objects. They create physical art. We learn what they really need um, in terms of um, extending their practice, uh, develop the, their practice, and uh, we just give them an opportunity to use this for their purpose and it's very exciting because uh, to work with artists is uh, is one of the most wonderful things <laughs> that could happen and um, we are very happy to that awesome okay so if i'm a collector i can go to snark.art and kind of check out this curated selection of of beautiful works and then if i'm an artist i i create the works then go to you to to kind of be on the website or do i go to you guys and then create the works like, uh, you know, on the website? Or how does it kind of work from, from the artist standpoint? So from the artist standpoint, it works that uh, we, uh, the artist could write us directly and we, we select artwork. We do some curatorial um, selection of the artworks for our, for our platform. And um, this is one thing and another way we work with uh, curators that uh, are searching for artists and they invite artists that they work with and we work with both uh, artists uh, emerging artists in the beginning uh, of their career and very established artists as well so and uh, and the third way is uh, we have started to work with galleries and we would like to we have like we would like to help galleries to diversify as well they they practice and to be able to uh, reach the new markets because uh, during pandemic some galleries like really suffer uh, some galleries lost like like maybe ninety percent of they um, of they turnover of the year and there is with um, uh, with online art fairs, there are no physical art fairs, but art fairs before were the main source um, of uh, gaining the new clientele and new clients. And now with online art fairs, uh, I don't, I don't think that it brings a lot of new clientele to to the galleries. And um, art market should survive, and it's not, uh, it's there is not a kind of oh digital is digital will grow and physical is collapsing we are in the same boat and of course uh, we just think that uh, technology technology could really um, help and um, the members of the art market could benefit from that okay that's really cool so if, if I'm a if I'm an artist who has done some physical works but I haven't really dived deep into the digital side of things. Basically, I can come to you guys and say, hey, you know, here's my portfolio, uh, check it out. And if you guys like it and think you know, I'm, a, I'm a good artist, then I can start working with you guys in the sense of you will help me you know, enter this world of digital, which maybe I don't know too much about. Is that right? Exactly, yes, exactly okay. as it is, yes. And uh, of course, we, we look at the um, art um, um, very carefully uh, in a way if uh, somehow the concept that artist applies uh, relate to the digital practice. Uh, we don't usually artists are very honest with they practice. If let's say they they are like fully physical and they like make drawings only, then the technology doesn't involve there. Now they usually kind of not shifting to digital. But if in a, in a way there is, there is a stage when digital um, process, digital technology involved in an in a art process, uh, we think we help them to think through uh, how it could be developed um, in, a, in a way that it could become um, the new form of art and benefit the concept. I love that. I think that that's super important because... Um, some people, especially in the NFT space, they're totally native to digital and maybe they haven't really dabbled in physical and then vice versa. Some people are completely physical and they haven't really dabbled in, in the digital art. So the, the fact that you guys are providing this bridge is super, super important. And I think that that's a really great idea. And then also, um, it's cool that you guys are having this kind of curated selection of artists. So anyone that 
uh, goes to Snapchat Art and like, you know, maybe we'll buy some stuff, maybe a collector will buy some stuff. At least they know that it kind of has passed some sort of a quality bar, right? And I think that's also important because there is so much stuff out there. Um, and so it's hard to kind of uh, stay stay on top of all these different artists and all these different styles and whatnot. But um, going to your going to your platform and kind of seeing what's on there is, is a nice way to like kind of filter out filter out some, you know some of the stuff, right? Right, right. And uh, we also try to be um, um, try to have a representation of um, all artists. Uh, we don't focus only on um, like established artists but we also give a possibility and opportunity to young artists to develop their career and as well as young curators uh, so that's very that's very important to have this fresh blood in in art and not only sitting on our connections and um, established artists that um, already reached some great recognition but uh, from my practice working with artists for so many years, I learned that artists has, have a very good sense of community and uh, help. The, when, you, when you become an established artist, you usually remember how, how much you suffered in the beginning, how, how difficult it was to make uh, uh, on the top of this, of this hill. And uh, uh, established artists are very supportive of young talents. Uh, and I think this is also an opportunity for crypto art market to learn from, uh, let's say, from our established artists that we, we provide and as well to get some support for, for their future and creativity as well. Because uh, we, we, are, we are in the same boat, as I said, and of course, to exchange practice and learn from each other. That's great, and established artists as well. It's the, you can see how how decent and how humbled uh, they they are in a way to enter the new market. It's not that they are open like entering this market as as a stars. They would like to learn. They would like to understand how this um, art market function. And uh, in this case, we are those who carefully hold the hand of the artist either it's young artists or established artists and just provide them a feedback and some um, ideas what what is good what is how this this market uh, works how art collectors are thinking what uh, what there, there are other artists exist there and um, yeah you can learn from from everything if you have open mind <laughs> So I think you mentioned that there is a, a token, like a SNARK token. Could you dive a little bit deeper I into that? No, we don't have SNARK token yet. Uh, we, we, we don't have it yet, I would okay. say. <laughs> Sorry, I remember you saying that there is a certain amount of tokens and, and then you, you were able to obtain some tokens for yourself. And, I, and like, I'd love to hear about that because I, 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 I don't know if that was through SNARK or what that was, what that was for. Uh, I... Uh, I think I mentioned uh, 89 seconds Alcazar, right? Atomized. Okay, okay. okay. Atomized. So, that is okay. that was created uh, as a as like we created 2,300 uh, atoms that NFTs, right? And like okay, they, they so was, for this one art piece. For this art piece, yes, Very exactly, cool. yes. And uh, they were so it was like for. Uh, it was created for the um, 89 seconds Alcazar, and um, we didn't use any personal tokens, uh, Snarkdatar tokens, but it was like possible to buy for Ethereum uh, or for, for dollars, and um, it's, it's even trading now in uh, secondary art market. Very cool. Okay. Well, I mean, now that we're on the topic, might as well ask, is Snark, do you think that you guys are ever going to plan a token launch for yourselves? We are considering that. We are thinking about it. We look at some other practices that are around. Uh, of course, uh, there is a very exciting example of Rari Ball that created uh, Rari and how they the way how they build the community it's it's really magnificent and uh, inspiring what they have done for in art field I would say uh, 
uh, using blockchain and, and the, the token. That's very interesting, uh, but we're still considering that. Of course, we, we are open for any opportunities. We are a startup that is uh, very flexible in a way. If we will see there is a potential for, for our own token, that uh, we will go for that. All right, so I think you'd be the perfect person to ask this about, but what do you tell physical artists or you know artists that make physical work and also collectors who collect physical artworks, how do you explain to them the digital art market? And how do you explain to the artists that digital pieces are important? Like, you know, because I, I think that you're in this perfect position where you offer this bridge uh, between the physical and the digital. But I do know there's a lot of people from the physical world that are quite skeptical of the, of digital artwork in general. So for, for those who would like to introduce crypto art market to traditional art artists, I would suggest first to ask questions. I usually ask um, a lot of questions about the how art is created, what um, what they do, and uh, I look at the artworks first, of course, and see some elements or um, kind of similarities that could work for for digital art market. And then, of course, I, I'm telling about this uh, new opportunity and uh, as a new market and the new that what, what is what is crypto really like? Uh, the artists are excited about um, this uh, new form of, of art that they can create. Um, it um, I tell them I tell them usually that, uh, OK, look, um, while we were in the pandemic, there is a digital art um, art field that is growing, and there are very interesting uh, move movements happen. Uh, blockchain gives, of course, an uh, an opportunity uh, to be more transparent. Uh, it gives an opportunity uh, that where there is, there is no censorship. Uh, there is a, there is a the way when you could really create uh, only like, unique artwork and uh, and um, have this uh, touch the exact number like certain token. It's usually very very exciting for artists. And uh, then of course uh, this I, I tell about uh, the that it's can be sold in a, in a cryptocurrencies or in uh, um, or in, in dollars, whatever. But uh, for artists, usually the monetary part is a secondary part. It comes as a secondary part. Of course, everyone thinks how the artworks could uh, could be acquired by the collectors. But the way of the new communication, I'm speaking about maybe more about the new communication way between uh, the art and um, new viewers or new market, how they could reach that market, how they can be heard there. Uh, for artists, I think this is the most important thing, as, uh, as, I saw, as I told before, as I said before, that we all have this gene of explorer. And uh, artists are maybe ones that um, have it uh, quite very strong gene of explorer, and uh, I just inspire them to go to this journey with us. It's a journey. It's a journey that uh, we don't guarantee anything if they could succeed there or fail, but uh, it's an exciting journey, and to be um, and the like on the together. Um, like in creating history, this is another part I usually mention. Then, if you look back mm, to the to the history of art, let's say in the late sixties, there was a first um, computer in, in the early sixties. Uh, there was a first uh, computer animation was uh, created, and uh, since then, that is considered as a historical moment for digital art. And also for the art history as well, because um, uh, John Whitney is uh, is in um, in the history of art. 
Charles um, uh, Cherry is in a history of art. Uh, Vera Molnar is in a history of art. It's not about only digital, but it's about traditional art market as well. So to be in a history uh, and to make this history, this is the most important part that inspire artists to go to this journey with us. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what do you tell collectors that might be skeptical uh, of the you know, digital art market? Do you say, hey, you know, check out these sales here. These things are selling for tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or how do you really convince them that this is something to, to take more seriously? With collectors, of course, uh, there should be um, a way of uh, another, another speech uh, because uh, it's not only about the history that also, they also could be inspired in a way, but they're, they're more like as an investors. Um, I think uh, this is the most important part for them, the, the great investment um, opportunities that you, I usually could remain to the like, last, uh, one of the last auctions on Christie's that already open-minded and put some artwork with uh, uh, blockchain elements. And um, of course, we uh, notice how many projects now are done in AI and AR with um, very established artists. There are like IYWay that practicing uh, with um, augmented reality and some other artists uh, practicing with augmented reality. Technology become a part of artist practice. And of course, if you collect uh, a certain artist or you focus on a certain movement, it's, uh, it's a very important addition to the collection to have something in digital right now because that would be considered as a yearly pieces that usually um, when we look back at the art, uh, the art collection development, the yearly pieces are the most valuable ones. Uh, and uh, this is a great opportunity when you can have um, a very good artworks in a still decent price with um, with the possibility to resell it later or to keep it as a yearly pieces uh, in your collection. What do you personally think the future of art is? Do you think the future of art is going to be digital and physical, or do you think that digital will kind of take over? Or I just I just want would love to hear. What do you think the future uh, of the art market look, looks like? The future of the art art market, uh, I think the digital art market is still very tiny market comparing to traditional and physical art market. And uh, of course it will grow, but uh, the, the question um, how fast it will grow and possibly maybe even digital art market could become digital art could become even bigger than uh, physical but again the question when i think still uh, for a couple other generations uh, or maybe we need um, also a few other lockdowns I, it's just not like not uh, of course desirable things it's everyone one was so challenged uh, but uh, something that could uh, turn people towards more digital, but uh, I still I still think that there will be digital and physical, and there will be some sort of uh, maybe um, uh, like a merge market where it will be digital and physical together uh, merged. Uh, so I would uh, I would not kind of guarantee that digital takes over uh, physical. I think we may be better to look at this as the two different animals. Uh, it's like, um, you know, there, there is a different market strategies, uh, what happened, um, I would say, when in the beginning of uh, last century, everyone was smoking a cigars. And then cigarettes were invented and they came came over they became like it's very easy uh, easily and uh, cheaper so the um, cigarette market uh, kind of overtook 
the cigars market and cigars become a very niche exclusive uh, exclusive market the same happened maybe with uh, um, uh, with books and we could see now that there is a, of course uh, tremendous growth of um, of um, digital digital books but um, with um, art markets I think it's more maybe comparable to offline and online education that with um, with education there is no kind of that online online education is more popular than off offline education that people understood that they need to have both and it's, there is no replacement no substitute for they don't substitute one and one another and the same i think will will be with digital and physical because physical has those qualities uh, that digital doesn't provide people for their well-being i would say that to smell to touch to be able to feel yourself in an environment in a certain environment being in a in a crowd um for yet yet i would say the technologies are not there yet so for for a while i think we will deal with two different markets and um, digital art market uh, will grow uh, for sure because also many traditional players um, look towards digital right now they add this as a as an extra that makes a ton of sense to me yeah I, i'm of the opinion that the digital art market is going to grow massively over the coming years but I, I don't think it's going to replace the physical art market. I think there's always going to be a place for, for, for both worlds to exist uh, for sure. So mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd love to, you know, this is kind of, this is a pretty tough question, but I'd love to hear what does art mean to you? You know, it's not a tough question for me because um, um, art uh, has changed my life uh, when I was nine years old, uh, girl dreaming in the middle of uh, Norway in Siberia and I was dreaming about um, being involved in art, touch uh, impressionist paintings and uh, see them in real. Uh, so that uh, big dream became true with, with art and uh, so art uh, means, uh, art actually means uh, that anything is possible. So it's always remain, reminded, reminds me that anything is possible when you kind of dream big. And uh, what uh, what else it gives, it gives me, um, it's of course provides that feel, um, kind of deal with in eternity through artists, because I believe, I'm a big believer that uh, in our world, maybe only few professions uh, deal with uh, eternity directly uh, like teachers and artists so artists um, artists artists create art they become artists because uh, they have this inner flame uh, to create and to somehow remain in a history and in, in this way I feel very blessed to be able to help them with snark that art to achieve that purpose to achieve that 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 goal and um, so this is uh, this is I think what art art means I love that all right well maybe this one will be tough what is the purpose of art? So the purpose of art um, is uh, obviously not don't please people. It's uh, the purpose of art to challenge, to challenge our mind, to challenge us from many aspects, uh, intellectual aspect first, um, because I think when you even make feel uncomfortable from from contemporary art and from art that gives you a challenge to develop yourself to think through what is that is in there 
artist usually reflects uh, reflects what's going on in in our society what um, what is what is happening here we all know about the previous eras through art pieces through art and craft through creators so there is a big very serious message that artists uh, sent to to the world when when the art is created i love that i think that, that that's beautifully said yeah this is more on the i guess the yeah valuation side but what do you think is the main value driver of art you know to me of course it's uh, it's not the uh, my subjective it's not my subjective opinion it's um, it's what what happening so that is should be artist reputation there should be quality and of course uh, controlled quantity and strong concept of the artwork um, I believe that um, I believe this is uh, the most um, the most important parts to bring um, art as available piece of course when collectors start the collection I always say that you know you have to buy what you like first uh, that kind of you can afford and what you like because even when you buy some things that you think you can might make a lot of money from but you don't like it you you're not gonna enjoy it of course there is a like the wave of just pure investment purpose for, for art pieces but we are just speaking about more um, collections that are not uh, they're not uh, kind of just created for pure investment purpose so I think this is uh, this is the most important part uh, but when usually collectors start uh, buying what they like and they can afford then the appetite usually grows and they want to have more art that uh, is a high quality as the uh, they start to understand what artist reputation means they see if how many pieces are on the market available or not available and um, even sometimes uh, very serious artists of course it's important even who owns the piece uh, that is also adds extra extra value how you it's not only uh, money indicates in the end that uh, this is this is how much so there are some art pieces that maybe you can't uh, really appraise because they also have some very important personal memory to you so this is another aspect of uh, art value that sometimes people have a piece that uh, doesn't have uh, monetary value but it has personal value that's really cool yeah so, so basically I mean, there's a multitude of factors but one, one of the ones you touch upon was um, there could be some certain sentimental value to a piece that mm -hmm. you can't really put a price on right so um, it's like you know if my grandmother makes me a painting like it's it's uh, priceless right so of course exactly. never, never gonna sell that and then also you touched upon something really quickly you said um, who owns the art I think that's kind of interesting so like is that an example would be like myself if I own a piece no one really cares right because I'm not like a like an really a, a art guy like I don't really know too much about art and you know I'm not in the art world but if you own the piece then maybe other people would say hey you know Nadia has great taste she's she's in the art world like uh, we should really watch, you know, this artist that she bought because maybe uh, it's an up and coming or, or something like that. Is that kind of what you mean? Uh, yes, it can be. It can be like this because, of course, uh, there are uh, there are people that um, understand and have a good eye on art, and uh, it's it's very important to follow them. If you know them personally, of course, have um, ask ask an opinion and suggestion because we we are all. Um, students in, in this world uh, of course uh, there are some uh, examples from traditional art market when let's say uh, the artist um, creating new artwork and the art dealer 
select the collectors who will own the first art pieces um, together with artists, not only like sometimes uh, artists involved very seriously, because it's important that artwork first goes to the hands, uh, not being flipped up uh, immediately or very quickly, but remaining in a, in a serious collection for, for a while and maybe then will go to the museum even. So this uh, crypto art world is a little bit uh, opposite for, for a moment, right? There is a, a very open discussion and uh, controversial, um, controversial thoughts about like, should be art flipped up with like immediately or, or should remain in a, in a, in a collection. So uh, there is a different strategy. So of course, it's uh, it's also applies to to art pieces on crypto art market when someone buys it and immediately flipped it up. So it's uh, it's just uh, it's just a way how people deal now, and I think it's uh, like a golden rush a little bit when people try to. Uh, buy and sell, buy and sell, but uh, there will be some time, like there will be one day when there will be collections when artists, uh, the co collectors will collect artworks and will be proudly own them for, for long, on a long term. And there are some, some already examples of collectors that um, have available pieces and they would like to keep them. Are there any exciting, you know, new features, products, or anything that you're working on that you'd like to chat about? Of course, as a crypto art market in its early development stage, um, and we as a snark, uh, snark.art, we look um, what's going on, uh, we look at the tendencies, we um, observe what's what happening on the art market on both traditional and crypto art market. And uh, with our um, uh, strategy that applies now, uh, that we focus on the artists and curators and galleries, uh, helping them to enter crypto art market and as well to involve some crypto artists um, in our exhibitions. So we are planning a series of exhibitions with collectors that will be done on the virtual art worlds uh, then we are signing up uh, the traditional galleries uh, to explore crypto with us and bring they are bring the artists on the platform and we hope of course that um, all this um, s uh, small steps uh, with all the small steps, one day we'll uh, arrive to the point when the crypto art market uh, kind of reached the level when uh, the from illustrations and design uh, that will be more focused um, on conceptual part of artworks. But at the same time, I I believe that um, um, crypto art market is. Um, should be diverse. There will be there will be art pieces that are illustrations and design, but this aspect of conceptual art will will grow and be more available for for serious collectors. What is the grand five year vision for Snark.art? Oh, you you touch the point. The, my uh, favorite thing to dream. <laughs> <laughs> that we we dream we dream with um, my my uh, colleagues and uh, partners of course, and we spoke about um, you know it would be great to have let's say one day a Biennale of crypto art. We would like to we would like to be one of those who bring it to to the art world and uh, bring artists from both markets, traditional and crypto, and we will celebrate art, uh, just pure art uh, with Biennale. And of course, uh, five-year vision is uh, lo seems now a long way to go because uh, everything um, changing so fast and uh, develops so fast, 
but one thing uh, will remain for sure that uh, we will be dealing with art we will be dealing with artists and galleries and i hope we um, we will have uh, many galleries and artists uh, in, on our platforms that will be very happy and um, like max like realize the full potential potential that could um, crypto art provide them awesome i love that all right well we could talk for hours but i'd li <laughs> like to jump into the closing questions now yes so what is your single favorite nft that you own i uh, I mentioned that I bought one of the last available tokens, uh, Atoms of uh, 89 Seconds Atomized uh, by Eve Sussman. Uh, I love this piece. I love the, the artworks and it's really being a part of uh, one of uh, commune, to be in a community of owners of this piece. It's very exciting. And uh, I also have uh, one CryptoPunk because it's, to me, it's also an iconic project for crypto, uh, for crypto art. So these two iconic um, artworks uh, are the, my favorite. Awesome. Love that. All right. What is something that you'd like to see happen or something that you think needs to happen to the NFT ecosystem? I hope, um, I really hope that it would be great if um, in a crypto community people less speak about speculative value of art, but more about its aesthetic and conceptual value. We, I think, uh, will reach at some point when we'll speak more about art and its value. Um, than about uh, how much money uh, it was uh, made on art, how how successful deal was was done. So in traditional art market, to kind of um, make a lot of money on uh, on the artwork sale, uh, of course, it's not so loudly speaking part. Um, I think. Uh, when you speak more about value of art and appreciate its concept and content and you speak about that it's kind of helps uh, all it helps artists to grow and it helps artists to be challenged with uh, the concept and develop the concept um, to, to grow not just being satisfied with uh, quick uh, and successful sale and uh, of course it helps collectors as well because it gives um, extra value to their collections and um, this is the conversation that we would like to support and initiate and um, and uh, develop of course with uh, all our knowledge that we have with artists and, and creators we have started a series of uh, interviews with um, artists that are transitioning and have this uh, exp experience uh, with us in crypto art world, uh, but they are traditional artists. So I really believe uh, that um, NFT ecosystem will, will be developed well if we all go to the high level of conversation. All right, what are the largest barriers to the adoption of NFTs? Um, so I think um, this is more, of course, that digital ownership is still very difficult to understand for, for many people from traditional art market. Uh, when you, uh, when you it's still it's still it's still quite uh, quite challenging for many people why why do you own digital you can't put it on a wall you can't touch it uh, it's something um, that um, you can't uh, maybe impress your friends showing it on, on your wall on the at, at your house uh, but i think there is a still um opportunity to develop this story part of the digital artwork 
again with the concept and the content of that artwork that could um, kind of help uh, digital art uh, to to improve its value but uh, it's still it's still challenging to um, but you know when I when I tell collectors um, how crypto collectors think that everyone can see it but only I own that it's quite understandable for for many of them but to still apply it to their practice it's very challenging um, and uh, I don't know also if uh, let's say uh, there is uh, one day maybe there will be NFTs that will cost um, 20 20 million or two, even like 2 million but we are not there yet so I think that uh, first is lack of understanding from a, from a traditional art market and uh, just uh, it needs time to to be adapted all right last question where do you see the world of NFTs in three years? I think um, NFTs will become, of course, a part of a global art market um, and it's an important part. And maybe uh, there will be, of course, uh, in all art fairs and uh, some museums, there will be a part uh, division of crypto art and NFTs and there will be more great artists uh, involved and experiment with NFTs and um, I think in three years we could reach uh, a point when uh, there will be uh, also normal practice when galleries will uh, will have uh, art uh, physical art to sell and uh, digital art to sell and uh, it will also I think NFTs uh, could also change a way how, let's say, um, art artwork now acquired by by museums. So, what uh, it will be more, it will be also um, developed for the artists that it will be division at some point. Let's say this is an original digital um, artwork and there is a physical artwork this is this is what the situation that exists now right but maybe in the future <laughs> i don't know if it's uh, if it's will be great for crypto but in the future let's say when the museum will acquire artwork of the artist physical artwork there will be a and they will notice and they will tell that oh we own this physical artwork but we also uh, have rights for the for its digital original file so the digital will be definitely recognized as available asset that's awesome i'm just so excited you you laid out the vision of being able to go inside of a gallery in the future and and buy physical artworks plus also the digital counterpart that just that it, you know it's so exciting on multiple levels because it really means that we're onto something you know major here so i, I cannot wait for that future but yeah, I mean, Nadia, I want to say thank you so much for you know taking the time to chat with, to chat with me today. I love learning about your incredible background and and all about snark.art. And of course, you know, we, we got pretty philosophical with these questions about you know what is art, what is the purpose of art. Mm -hmm. and I love your responses, so I just want to say thank you for that. But if people wanted to find out more about snark.art, you know, maybe contact you. Where should they go, and what should they do? Uh, they can go, of course, to snark.art on our platform and uh, we are also on twitter snark.art as a uh, dot as uh, d-o-t so it's uh, s-n-a-r-r-k-d-o-t-a-r-t and um, you you can find us either on twitter and uh, dm us there or um, visit our platform snark.art and uh, we could be in touch and of course we'll be very open for any interesting collaborations with um, virtual spaces with galleries with um, artists and uh, we i would like to say that we all here 
for here in crypto art market and traditional art market. We are creating a history right now and uh, I wish we do it great. So, and uh, Andrew, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being so interested in Snark.art, what we are doing. We are very grateful to, to, to you and all the listeners that are interested in Snark.art practice. And uh, we, we are very excited uh, to go together to the wonderful future. Awesome, Nadia. Well, thank you so much again. And I'm already looking forward to our next conversation. Thank you. Me too. Hey, everyone. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Zima Red podcast and subscribe to the Zima Red newsletter for more info on all things NFTs. Thanks so much for listening.